Hello, and welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. I am your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your other host, Soli Hommel. And we're going to take you through 31 scary movies through the month of October, like we do every year. But for the first time this year, we're going to do it entirely in audio format. We like to mix it up every year. One thing you need to be aware of is that we will be employing a truly ghoulish number of spoilers throughout all of these reviews. So if you haven't seen the movie we're reviewing, maybe don't listen to our podcast until you do. We highly recommend you check them out and watch along with us. It's going to be fun for everybody. I mean, how could it not be? So if you're ready and you've watched the movie, please step inside our lair and let's begin. So the movie we watched today was Devil's Tree, colon, Rooted Evil from 2017 actually 2018 according to IMDb uh, it's not rated which is why it has like no reviews it got a 50 uh, 5.0 on IMDb and no ratings on Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes so not a well-known film uh, this was your pick it was I I chose this from the uh, list of scary movies that were recommended to us by Amazon Prime well they they really know us don't they they do. Uh, I have to say, these months of horror movie reviews really do a number on our uh, recommendation lists. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I picked this one after yesterday's uh, kind of neutral movie. I wanted to pick something that was actually a horror film. Like, I was going for horror. So I was strongly considering this one. It looked scary from the picture. What really got me is that somewhere in the description it said... The actual tree still stands today. Right. And so once I knew that this movie was based on a real tree, I had to see it. Yes, based on a true tree. Based on a true tree. Devil's Tree, Rooted Evil, is the story of a couple of journalist students. And um, they have an assignment. The woman hears about this scary tree that is uh, in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and um, they're they're debating whether to cut it down because it's evil. It's, it's you know, people think it's clearly evil. Terrible things happen around this tree. And of course, chaos ensues. Of course. But before the chaos ensues, let's go right to the beginning of this movie. What's the first line? So the first line comes way into the movie, actually. Mm-hmm. There are some text, uh, yeah. like there's some text Intro that comes up, text. which I didn't count as first line. Like, I'm going to be a purist. First line uh-huh. is first spoken line. There was a lot of um, just footage of a kid being carried through the forest yes. by, I call him a lumberjack in my notes. Um, <laughs> he wasn't, but like he was wearing like a red flannel and whatever. So he's being carried through and in the ominous music and whatnot. Um, so the first shot is kind of lengthy. The first line doesn't come until, uh, I think maybe even after the title break, like there, it showed the title. And the first line is, Don't forget a journalist's job is to uncover the truth. Not to give his damn opinion! Mm -hmm. And then, like, class dismissed. Yeah, I think that was the whole class. I'm I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, and that beginning is immediately followed by stealing a kitten off the street, which has no bearing on the story at all. It's just in there. Yeah, that... Okay, so... Chekhov's gun. That's right, right? Chekhov? Yeah, yeah, okay, Chekhov's so Chekhov's gun. gun is a thing that I reference a lot when I'm talking about, you know, stories and plotting and whatever. And I feel like in a horror movie, if you're going to have, if you're going to find a completely innocent little black kitten 
at the beginning in act one of a horror movie, then that little black innocent kitten should be sacrificed to a demon in act three. Like something, something terrible should have happened to that kitten. Kitten lovers, spoiler alert. You don't have to worry. The kitten's fine. Yeah. Um, Although he disappears about halfway through the movie and we don't ever see him again. I, I thought he came back at the very end, but now I don't remember that. So maybe not. Oh, I was thinking just now that part of, you know, like the, the whole thing, this movie has a whole series of like sort of random and kind of unrelated scarinesses that are like basically this tree is evil. So just kind of random evil happens around it. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they put the little kitten in there so that a black cat was crossing her path, which is stupid, but it's possible. It is possible. It was cute. It was super cute. But, I mean, I really... So the kitten and her, like, this is my kitten now. <laughs> yeah, was somebody's cat. Was very indicative of the whole, like, the speed with which things happened in this movie. Like, I mean, I get there's a certain amount of time, but I think there's some people, when they're telling a story, they're like, we only have two hours for this movie, so we have to make everything move really fast. And they forget that it's not, like, real time. So I felt like everyone jumped from thing to thing to thing so quickly. Like, they had all these quick changes from one thing to the next. Like, the guy falls down, and then four hours later, he's possessed in front of his kitchen sink. Like, really? Like, I feel like things... Like, they could have had more time. They could have stretched it out a little bit. But the, like, oh, I found a kitten. Briefly looking in both directions, like she's about to cross traffic. And then she's like, oh, I guess this is my kitten now. There's nobody around. Like, that's it's it. Fine. That is how the whole movie felt to me. Like, like yeah. nobody really was doing a lot of research or spending a lot of time or having to actually experience anything. It was just bang, 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 bang. Well, and that speed is indicative of how the movie was put together. There are huge grammatical errors in, mm. in every piece of written text in this movie, there's terrible grammar. And you can tell sometimes that the actors were given lines that also were illogical, but they kind of tweak them because they're just talking, so they turn it into normal speech. But sometimes they couldn't quite swing it. And there's some, just some weird ones. Ooh, did you write down the one about the victims of the murderers? What if you're right and something evil is there and has trapped all the victims of those who've been murdered? Okay, so another example of that and also relates to the kitten interestingly enough is um my favorite line of the whole movie Ooh, i have one too which comes fairly early on and it's possible that there were some other really good lines too i mean there were but this i really like this one just because it was so like illogical so she's she decides to go look at the tree right she wants to go uh-huh. see this haunted tree and she's standing there and of course you know the cicadas are loud and she's feeling this you know oppressive whatever and the park ranger shows up and says, Excuse me, miss. You left your car running and there's a kitten inside. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and my favorite line in the movie is also the park ranger, maybe two sentences later, when he says, well, I don't know why the city allows people to come to a tree. Like, <laughs> he's got a good point because people should be kept away from trees. <laughs> they have a history of chopping them down and things like that, and it's bad for the environment. So keep people away from trees. So I made a note um, about this park ranger. This is the guy. Like I'm like, oh, 
this is the guy. Yeah, like he was creepy. He clearly is going to be a part of the end of this movie. Like this, is, he's a bad guy. He's a t- terrible, terrible person. In fact, I even thought maybe he was going to be Officer John Harris. Like that he had got kicked off the force, but then he had gotten his job as a park ranger so that he could keep an eye on the tree. And nope, it wasn't that. There was no actual connection. And I yeah. feel, as a writer, I feel like that was a hugely missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. What they didn't miss out on, and I think is kind of counter to your uh, your theory that the movie was really fast moving from one thing to another, is that they did not let us miss a moment of the intense Googling action. <laughs> they Googled stuff. There had to be five separate scenes of things being Googled in this movie. It was mostly her, though, because at one yeah, point definitely. I was like, he even said, you'll have to look that up. And I'm like, what? Is your phone broken? Like, look it up yourself. No, she, she was a serious Googler. She was. Which is realistic. I mean, in real life, anything you want to know, that's what you're going to do. I mean, to be fair, she was a journalist. <laughs> he was the cameraman journalist. Yeah. Slash chef. Slash chef. Slash crazy guy. Yeah. We were going to talk about personal connections in this movie. Did you have a personal connection to this? I have a really dumb personal connection. Um, First, I want to say that in this movie, every time they went to the park, they would pull up in their cars. And this movie had so many shots of cars pulling. Uh, It was weird. Like, I... I've seen other movies that show way too much driving, and this doesn't really do that. It's just like, for some reason, they're in their cars all the time, or just getting out of them, or whatever. Really strange. There was a lot of, I've just parked. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of that. So the point of that, well, I still haven't gotten to the point. The (laughs) sub-point is, when they go to the park, they would park on the grass, in the park, with visible blacktop right behind them so it's like they were pulling up from the parking lot onto the grass and going well this is where i am now florida florida that is serious florida so my connection to this movie is when they were doing that i would see you know they have those grills that are for public use in parks they had some of those sitting there and like little wooden signs and the trees and the grass and when i saw all that immediately I was picturing when we went to Kauai and we would go to the beach and, you know, you kind of park off. In that case, you park on non-blacktop, so Yeah, but that's because the only parking spaces are like the curb of the road that's uh-huh. barely wide enough for a single car anyway. Yeah. And we parked there and it would be, it just reminded me of that, of the, uh-huh. of the beach parks in Hawaii, which is a total non-connection but it is the personal thing i thought of when i saw the movie that's interesting you have a personal connection with this movie yes so one of the most unrealistic moments in this movie and and i wrote that (laughs) about halfway through and i stand by it even giving given everything that happened at the end that's impressive okay so one of the most unrealistic moments of this movie is at that same time when she's visiting the tree for the first time, and of course terrible scary things are happening, she looks down, a black snake is right. r- writhing across her feet. Hi, Aaron. And she looks at it long enough for it to like basically go all the way across her feet. And it's a long snake. Yeah, it's like four feet long. And then we get a shot of her reacting with a, like, ah, and jumping back and yeah, scary. jumping back a foot and a half. Right, like like you would if a black snake, a huge black snake, suddenly went across your feet in Florida, right? Like, yeah. bad snakes live in Florida. 
So the unrealistic thing about that is I have lived in places where there are dangerous snakes. I, my body moves me away from the snakes or anything that sort of looks like a snake before I've even processed that it exists. Like, like I have had out of body experiences where I've suddenly found myself about a foot to the right of where I was once standing (laughs) and wondering why, and then gone, Oh, there's a snake over there. Right. Like that's our brains are so hardwired to be afraid of snakes that you don't look down at a random, unexpected, potentially poisonous snake in a scary situation and just contemplate it for a few moments and then have a terrified reaction to it. Yeah, that was the problem with this movie. You're right. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying that was my personal connection where I was like, that is not how real life works. Okay. So personal connections aside, um, I wanted to ask you about something. There is an evil satanic symbol in this movie, like a lot of movies have. Some weird twisted shape that can only mean the devil, and it's a bullseye. It's right. literally just a bullseye. Is there some some historical reference to that? Is that something in the case that this movie is based on? Where did the bullseye come from? Don't you remember when he finally got his phone to work and he did his own Googling? That's the thing that he, he wanted her to look up well, was yeah. what the thing meant. And he actually looked it up and was talking about like how the bullseye is a common satanic symbol. <laughs> well, and I'm like, I, I know. That. Wait, what? <laughs> and it's not. It's a symbol for shoot here. Right. So I I feel like they created some some lore there no that's not okay because it's a bullseye (laughs) they could have done any weird shape you know just like go up go over go down slice across it there's a weird shape they didn't do that they said it's a bullseye and that's not okay with me i agree so just an aside yeah so that guy's name was rob the boyfriend Boyfriend slash cameraman But I called him Captain Lampshade because anytime the writers were like, we know we did this thing and we want you to just accept it and move on from it and not let it bother you, he was the one who said things. Yeah, Um, he has, uh, I have a quote from him in the movie. Can you imagine if we're able to really find out what's going on here? Isn't that how horror movies begin? Yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. Captain Lampshade. Captain Lampshade. Well, let me ask you one of my questions. Okay. Did you find Samantha as annoying as I did? Okay, even at, from the very beginning, like, she was talking on the phone while she was at the grocery store and, like, checking oh, yeah, out. yeah, that's right. Like, she was wearing that cut-up 80s sweater hanging off of both shoulders to yoga class. I didn't she actually notice that because I'm a guy. parks on the grass. <laughs> yeah. Like, she just, like, everything about her was super annoying. Or was that just me? Um, I did not notice that i mean i i i think i can agree that she's annoying but the problem is that character in every movie is real annoying so it's almost like i i didn't notice her as being exceptionally annoying not above average so then my other question more my follow-up question there Mm -hmm. is did her traumatic backstory that was revealed at the end make her any more sympathetic to you did you Did you like her better in any way after that? You know, what that backstory did for me is made me go, Whoa, what are you doing, movie? Because that whole incest situation, that was too real for this movie. Like, it just, 
did not fit in with what we were seeing and it was i was like this is i mean i was probably the best made part of the movie because it was intense and unpleasant and it was like why is this in this movie it's not appropriate that's an interesting point i hadn't thought about it but i i do agree that was probably one of some of the better writing of the whole story and yeah i had the same reaction though that it was way out of left field and not really necessary and i kind of it bothered me that that's what they jumped to when they're like well we have to have something traumatic happen to this woman so that she can relate to this boy who had a traumatic death there are a lot of things that could have happened to her and jumping immediately to incest as a child like no it was just another example of poor writing to me um you know this movie was surprisingly gory lots of serious mm-hmm. gore and that I'm, it was sort of it was terribly done in some places and some was good like some really good makeup effects but then they'd like just throw red paint on somebody and call that blood i don't know very cheaply done anyway whatever it was gory movie for sure but i did i mean they several times i made notes about how much they how proud they were of their gory makeup yeah. like some of their, like you said, there's some of their special effects were super cheap. But when um, Officer Harris killed himself, they yeah. had that was a lot of screen time for a mangled up face because they were like, "Look at what we did. We made this awesome mangled up face." Yeah. And um, later too, oh, when they eviscerated the boyfriend when they were talking uh-huh. about um, Natalie's story, that they were all excited about like the the parts that they had falling out of him and stuff because they showed it a lot. <laughs> Speaking of the blood pouring out of the boyfriend all over the girlfriend, red paint. At the end of the movie, Samantha jabs her boyfriend with a pointy stick. Blood sprays out of him all over her while he's on top of her. It's like, it's clearly a mirror image to the ritual done earlier in the movie. I'm like... Oh, this means something. No, it meant nothing. That's what's wrong with their writing. They they couldn't be clever enough to be like, let's connect this to that. No, let's just do, ooh, a satanic ritual is scary. Let's go with that. And then later, oh, it's, if she stabs somebody, blood's going to spray and that's gory. So let's do that. They didn't even yeah. realize that they were making a connection. Yeah. I didn't realize it either, but you're very correct about that. It was good. And yet, then they throw in this whole side story about the Marine I, that yes. had nothing to do with anything and didn't connect to literally anything in the story. Yeah, and so the story of the Marine was spoken. He told us the story. There was no flashback video or anything, so it, it was like they just had another story they wanted to tell, and they didn't even want to bother filming it, not even like as a side shot they just it felt like they didn't really have time to film the whole thing and whatever but they're like you know what this film is like five minutes short (laughs) just like tell us a story for real quick tell us a story um so while we're talking about that can because that was um the the marine was the craziest haunting that these paranormal professionals had experienced can we talk about this paranormal team for a minute they were very talented okay but how talented could they be if they are based in Miami and they've never heard of the most haunted tree in all of Florida? Well, I mean, Samantha had never heard of it and she lived right next to it for 15 years. She's not a paranormal professional. Oh my gosh, people. I expect it's about standards. It is. It, that's definitely about standards. 
But um, the, this team, the, the, the great thing about this paranormal team is that they had the technology that no other paranormal team has. They had ghost radar, literally a radar screen like you would see in an air traffic control. There's still multiple entities on that radar. They're disappearing one by one. And there apparently is a red dot. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> but red dot was like their term for big bad guy, you know, well, high, what did they call them? Dot. Lower vibrational entities. That was their, that was their like code name for them. But it was also an actual red dot on the screen. Yep. And it came across as kind of ludicrous. It was ludicrous. And speaking of ludicrous, let's skip all the way to the very, very end of the movie during the credits. We got to see the real deal. Or that's what they said. I wonder. There was yeah, footage. there were um, oh yeah, footage of the actual paranormal medium communicating uh-huh. with Benjamin. Yeah, and it's funny because in the script they literally they took her words and put them in the script. They changed them a little bit, but I mean that was interesting that they did that. So I mean this was very much based on a true tree. Very much. So, but it was so silly. It yeah. was. And like small things, like I don't know, I feel like there are there are things that make a difference between I know how to make a movie and I have no idea what I'm doing when I'm making a movie. And yeah. one of those that came up multiple times for me during this movie was the fact that their lighting was never right. No. Like Oh yeah. Like the actual outside lighting. Like okay, they had scenes that took place at night and they had scenes that took place <laughs> during the day and it's like they they filmed them opposite like everything felt like day for night or night for day and it annoys me i don't like when people shoot day for night anyway but i get why it sometimes happens they just needed to plan better like if they had just (laughs) planned when they were uh, this is gonna be a night shoot i know let's shoot one of the scenes that takes place at night yeah, that might be an idea. That was uh, a, a shocking moment uh, in the middle of the movie when he cooks some food for her. She says, oh, you should be a chef. And then she eats and then she gets up to go. And when she leaves, she goes, hey, thanks for making lunch. And we both went, what? Because <laughs> we thought it was nighttime. Like we have completely misunderstood this whole scene. Right. It, I totally thought it was pitch black. It was late at night after they had gotten back from the tree and he's making dinner. Nope, it's like lunchtime. She walks out into full daylight. Yeah, she walked out the And door then it cuts immediately to the scene of her going to the house of... It, that was to Natalie's house, right? Yeah, I think so. Immediately cuts to this scene of her showing up at this house and it's dusk. Uh-huh. And, and I'm like... And and everything. These, these scenes both take place in the same Port Lucy, Port St. Lucy, <laughs> as far as I can tell like it didn't indicate anywhere else that she was having to travel for hours to get somewhere well she was well she probably stopped for some combos and a kitten probably probably i think so so it very clearly states that benjamin is the first victim of the tree yeah this is a whole confusion but then benjamin the demon speaking through the medium says that he may be the young I, well, how did he, he say it? That he's, he's not, not the, the oldest. oldest. And he didn't mean oldest in terms of how, like, he was, obviously wasn't the oldest. He was eight years old when he was killed. But that's not what he meant. Like, it clearly was trying to say that he's not the one that's been around the longest and, you, you know, think becoming evil longer. 
But he was the first one. So what did that mean? Maybe he's so evil that he's a liar. Maybe. Actually, just in this very second, I'm wondering if maybe that was an actual demon speaking through Benjamin, speaking through the medium. (laughs) That's convoluted. So, like, Benjamin is haunting the tree because he was murdered there and he's the first, you know. But what happened to him was so horrific... We don't even know what happened to him because they didn't actually show that part yeah, or tell about it attack, in any it way. Yeah, he was tortured and died of a heart attack. But what he, you know, what happened to him was so terrible that some ancient demon was able to enter into his soul somehow. And now the demon and Benjamin are haunting the tree. Sure. I don't know. Also, there was a uh, black spot on the tree in video that is a black spot. The only other time we saw that black spot was before Officer Harris killed himself. The black there oh, was yeah, a black, black mist that came into his off into his house, but that was it. Yeah, you know what? The black the, mist didn't go to Natalie before she went nuts and killed herself and her mom. Right. They they didn't. Speaking of the night for day shooting and all that, they didn't plan anything. None of this was planned. It just they were just like this would be scary and how about this? Yeah, and then they didn't go back and edit for, like, continuity or <laughs> no. or any kind of consistency. Which, which, is, yeah. which is an interesting thing, because what I'll say about this movie, as a very positive remark, that I loved this movie, five stars. Just kidding, we're not rating it yet. <laughs> I loved this movie in that I was actually enthralled by the mystery of this movie for most of the runtime. I was like, oh, they're finding things out, and that's going to connect to something, and so is that, and it's all going to come together. This, What does it all mean? Up until, you know, towards the end when it just didn't mean anything. What's interesting about that is that it was better than Unsane in that regard. Unsane was very straightforward, as we discussed. It's just, it was what it was. Whereas this left you wondering, left you thinking, what's going to happen? What is it? How does it tie together? Even at the end, when, I don't get it, she, she, what happened? Did she get knocked out? No. Oh my God. Okay, let's talk endings. Okay. I even said something at the beginning of this review that is completely false because I was like, the park ranger wasn't part of the end. He was, he showed up. With his cross necklace and saved her from the demon because this was actually a movie about the power of God. Yeah, and it was a little... I was wondering if there was, you know, Christian money behind it somehow because there was a little bit of that going on, but not much. Not much. Not enough to make that the, the logic of it. And there were an awful lot of boobs in this movie. Yes, there were. For a Christian movie. Yeah. But I think sometimes they're like, well, it's the story we're telling. It's important that we make sure everyone knows what evil is. And evil is boobs. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) But, so at the end, she got rescued. And then we skipped ahead to when she was living on the veranda in Georgia. And the little girl and everything. And that, like, that transition, I was like, okay... So now we're going to get a little more peace. And it's so I was even still hooked. They had me. And finally, when all is said and done, I can assure you that there was no reason for them to have me. It was stupid. So which is worse for you? 
a straightforward movie where you know what's coming and so there's no real surprises but it's a fairly well put together straightforward story i mean that's Mm -hmm. unsane was straightforward but well put together or a shoddily put together movie that keeps you suspended and curious and engaged through most of it and then just completely lets you down at the end well, I don't know if I should answer that or head into ratings well, to answer that. I feel like uh, let's. I feel like we're gonna go into ratings, but if you have any thoughts, <laughs> I'd like you to keep them to yourself, Gloria. <laughs> Gloria, nobody wants to hear what Gloria has to say anyway. But she kept talking. <laughs> she did not stop. Okay, so what? She, her next, the next thing she said after "Don't talk, Gloria" was, "Well, the one thing I can tell you is." <laughs> he literally was like, "Don't tell us what you're feeling because I don't want to be, you know, tainted by your your thoughts." And she's like, "Okay, so what I'm feeling is." <laughs> Gloria, see what you feel at first, but keep it to yourself, okay? I want to try to use some of the equipment to start. No problem. I can tell you right now, there are a lot of eyes on us. Keep it to yourself, (laughs) Gloria! All right, what's your rating? Ratings! This movie is not a great movie. There have been better movies made by people who have a better grasp of the English language. And I don't mean to belittle them if it's not their native tongue, but we did see in the credits that there was a script supervisor, so somebody's at fault here. But not great. Terrible acting. We didn't mention that, but yeah. It was terrible. Terrible acting. Very wooden. And in the end, I had a lot of fun because it was fun to see how stupid it was. And I always enjoy that. But I'm going to have to give it... Oh, man, I don't know what to give it. It was fun, but I wanted to rate it low. And then you brought me the question about this versus Unsane. So I'm going to have to rate it lower or higher. And I can't rate it higher. There's just no way. Even if it was more fun. You can rate so it more. You can rate, rate it higher lower. if you had more fun with it. It's your rating. No, I can't do it. But I'm, it's tempting me to rate it higher than I was going to rate it. Because it's really bad. All right, folks, this is what we're going to do. On our patented out of five rating system that we patented legally, I am rating this 1.5 out of five bullseyes. 1.5. So, okay. Interesting. So it turns out that while our rating system seems to be slightly off from one another, our comparisons between these two movies are similar Uh because I am going to give this movie a two out of five bullseyes. This is feeling a lot like our last review. Yes. So it was fun to watch. Like I always enjoy when I can be watching a movie that I feel the need to scream at. Like like this, uh, there were many times where I shouted at... (laughs) the screen like i shouted keep it to yourself gloria (laughs) several times gloria yeah i i felt the need to communicate with the characters and that's always fun and entertaining for me yeah that's good but one of the things i shouted at the screen was show don't tell (laughs) you know any movie where there's a line that says um you know me i'm not like that but that's the only establishment that she's not like that in the whole movie (laughs) that's Oh, so weak. And I really cannot cut a lot of leeway for how terrible, terrible, terrible this writing was. But it was fun to watch. 
So two out of five, but a two out of five that's like a, a, a watch this two out of five, not a avoid this at all costs two out of five. All right. Well, now you know that you don't need to avoid this at all costs, but maybe it's not great. Maybe it's not the best movie. It's not. All right. Well, that's it for today's review. And we will catch you all on the flippity floppity again, just like we did yesterday, when we review another movie tomorrow. Keep it to yourself, Gloria.